Hey, when we get to the animal story, I'm going to ask you a question uh, about what it, university is the only one that doesn't have our animal has it as a mascot. So I just want to forewarn you. That's what I'm going to do. I think it'll be give you a little momentum on getting the answer correct on a question. Maybe it'll help you a little bit better later in the show. We'll see. I'm helpless. You know that. <laughs> you're helpless, helpless and you're hopeless. You're I'm also hapless. You're a hapless. I think you're just a little unlucky. Let's not. <laughs> oh, well. Ah, oh, come on. Luck. Let's do the show. Let's test our luck. Hey, you're here. It's the bro show. Hey. Yeah. Hey. yeah so no, well, that was so John. glad to That's be here. That's my brother, John, and he's pretending like I was talking to him, but he knows I was, and I was talking to you, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, not you, John, you <laughs> over there. Oh, the audience, our, our, our yeah. listeners. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Talk to them, yeah. too. I, I had that uh, Mr. Rogers tone of voice. I'm surprised you didn't catch on. <laughs> no, oh. I, I better start listening. We know that can be a problem. Okay, so you know his name's John. My name's Jerry. Yeah, we're actual brothers. The real deal. And uh, yeah, if you're new here, welcome. And uh, you know, you can get notified every Saturday morning when the show drops. And uh, it's not hard to do. You just go to bro.show or www.bro.show if you're the formal type. And uh, no.com, no.net. Once you're there, there's subscribe buttons all over the place. Doesn't cost you a penny to subscribe. You'll only receive one notification a week, and that is, hey, there's a show. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it works out great. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I think so. So there's that. Hey, hey, uh, you got a shirt? You got a shirt on? Do have a shirt. Do have a shirt. You know, I had a leftover crew shirt. Ooh, crew, yeah. good from from uh, Fairfield. So I'm wearing one of oh. the, uh, yeah, one of the Bro Show Live t-shirts with crew on the back, left over nice. from our show at uh, IV in Fairfield, Iowa. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. So what do you, what do you, what are you rocking? Well, I, I'm rocking with the, uh, the season of the rap, the bro dot bro show shirt uh, on the bottom of it says it's my season of B word for late and bad, but I won't say it's it. my it's my season, bitches. That's what it says. <laughs> it does. Hey, listen, I went and looked just to make sure because I get confused as to what animals on there because the stamp looks a little bit like one of the others. Yeah, and it does. I, I noticed that right now those those a sheet of those which goes for eleven fifty a regular sheet it's up to twenty bucks. Stamps are up for twenty bucks. Jeez. Well, you know. Such a deal. Uh, yeah, we could use you as a stamp, maybe, wearing your T-shirt. <laughs> get you out of the area. Yeah, get out of Dodge, huh? Well, not quite yet. Yeah. But okay. it could be in my future. Well, All right, dude. All right, are you ready to uh, rock and roll? Do we have a sponsor? We do have a sponsor. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Mission to protect and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. How do they do that? Filing high-impact mm. lawsuits. Providing some oh. advice to those poor lawyers that need help when it comes to the issue of, you know, working with their, our prosecuting animal abusers. They support tough animal protection. And you know what? Yeah. I was looking. These guys, you check all the boxes when it comes to rankings. 
They're a four-star oh. charity navigator, rated nonprofit, platinum level guide star participant. They are accredited Better BBB, Better Business Bureau, and they're also been awarded the Independent Charity Seal of Excellence. And most well, of all, yeah. guess what they got? Swag. They got, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I was paying attention. I wasn't doing something else. Yeah, they've got swag, John. They've got great T-shirts. Uh, and they're on Bonfire, same place where we, we have our T-shirts printed. And they have a little store there. We've got links to it at the bottom of the show notes. We've also got links at the bottom of the show notes to our swag. And mm. by the way, all of the proceeds from the sale of our T-shirts goes to the Animal Legal Defense Fund. So whether you buy one of their T-shirts or one of our T-shirts, you're going to be supporting uh, good animal legislation and protection. A rabbit story, I'm going to pose a question to you. What is the only college in the United States that has a rabbit as a mascot? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I have a thought. Hold on. Let me delve deep into the Wayback Machine. <laughs> that would be South Dakota State University, SDSU. They yes, are exactly the right. Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits. They are the, ja- the Jackrabbits. In fact, you know, this school was founded back. Uh, it, it, you had to go to the Wayback Machine because it was founded in 1881. Very large, largest university in the state of South Dakota with a with a student body of almost 12,000. But you know what? In order, but what a good what's good about a mascot is the school has to have a competitive sports program, and this is something that mm. SDSU definitely has. They got their they have eight men's sports, they've got uh, nine women's sports, and they do participate in the Division One, the highest level of competition in college. And they've actually got two t- teams that are very well represented uh, with regards to sports: their men's football team and their lady uh, baseball, uh, basketball team. So a little just a football. The football is is pretty good. They've been in their division uh, finals uh, several times, and their arc rival is North Dakota. We need to mention that because uh, that happens to be where our mother's from. So I just want to throw that in there. (laughs) And uh, just to give you the litmus test for the football team, 34 uh, Jackrabbits have played in the NFL, including seven currently. But I think it's the basketball team that really looks good. The Lady Basketball Jacks. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you said that. <laughs> because they have been in 10 NCAA Division One tournaments and won four games and actually made it to the Sweet 16 in 2018. And their current schedule includes four pre-ranked, uh, preseason ranked teams, including South Carolina. But let's get to the meat of the matter. That is the mascot. And oh, how yeah. did they become the mascot? There's a couple of stories, you know, a couple of Jack. theories about it. Jack is his name. Yeah, Jack is the name of the, of the mascot. Now, that mascot name, you know, was came into existence, you know, maybe 20, 25 years ago. But the actual origin of the, of the nickname Jack Rabbits for the school's sports teams uh, actually came uh, into existence early 1900s. It's from theory 1905. Uh, with respect to one of the reporters uh, for the Minnesota uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune said they were as quick as jackrabbits, and perhaps that's yep. the reason. But it was mentioned in their yearbook also in, in, with reference to a poem, and their, their uh, 
you know, their period, their, their annual uh, yearbook has mm -hmm. the Jack Rabbit. That's the name of it. Yeah, so, it is. That's what it's, it's pretty all about. cool. It, it, it's really cool, though, John. I mean, you know, I, I was just stunned by their Web page. If you want to, you know, just go and check out, uh, you know, South Dakota State University on, on the Web, the Worldwide Web, their website's wonderful. They have really strong traditions. And, you know, yes. this is a school that's that's uh, hitting way above their weight class, way yeah. above. You know, the 12,000 people at the school, 23,000 people in the whole town of Brookings, where they are. Yeah. And Brookings right. is right on the border with, with Minnesota. So I'm not surprised, uh, you know, you cited the Minneapolis uh, Tribune or whatever it was, because they're, they're almost in Minnesota. They're real close. And wow. wonderful wonderful school great traditions uh they have some weird stuff though john uh, i have to say something about you know they have this hobo thing oh yes they're obsessed with hobos uh they have a bum mobile for hobos uh and, and they have dirty dirty lil and and nasty ned or something like that right <laughs> they have these these uh, uh hobo and they have hobo day the kids dress as hobos, act like hobos, eat like hobos. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, it's really funny. and But they're very rich in traditions, and they have their own little thing going on. But they really do it well. They've attracted some good kids, and they they really field fantastic teams for football and ladies basketball. And I'm always stunned. You'll see them in, in the March Madness the last two years. Yeah, the ladies, and, uh, sure. And they give everybody a run for their money, you know, like – Jackrabbits do, right? You've got it, and I, uh, you know, yep. there are there are like in a lot of these schools are, um, you know, or when they have state at the end of them are ag schools, agricultural schools. Yeah, and I have a feeling they are too because they have a really yeah. interesting tradition with respect to their. I think it's called the Dairy Barn, where you can get. Yes. They have a hundred flavors of ice cream. If somebody's an ice cream nut, they'll want to go to this school. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They have a, the, their dairy program is top notch there and they, they show off their stuff. And I think all the ingredients uh, the milk uh, dairy ingredients for that stuff comes from the university. Right. So oh, good. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you get it, if you're in the neighborhood, if you're in the neighborhood, yes. you should drop by. Yeah. Hey, John, do we do we have a word? Ornithological. Ornithological. And maybe you can kind of this is one of the a word that you came up with. So perhaps you it can is. give us a little of the deets. I had a little problem with it, John. I would be honest. Uh, I don't like to withhold anything. I like to be completely transparent. I mispronounce this. <laughs> I mispronounce this word for a good twenty-four hours. I spelled it wrong and everything. Yeah, uh, I, I got the th before the ni. I went orthology, and it's ornithology. Yes. Yeah. So I have to apologize on behalf of people of birds everywhere and. I was surprised. There are a lot of people who love birds. Uh, an old friend of mine, Diane Porter, uh, is a big bird watcher or birder, Ooh. as they call them. Yeah, here in Fairfield, Iowa. Uh, I've known the Porters, Michael and, and Diane, for decades. And, uh, yeah, we consulted her on this story. So I can't mm. wait, uh, wait to talk about not just ornithology, but you know, what's going on with the American Ornithological uh, Society. You know, they, they, they're doing something, John. They're doing something big. They have, yes. listen to this. They have, and by the way, ornithology, if you haven't guessed, is a branch of zoology that deals with birds. Okay. 
Yep. The American Ornithological Ornithologist, you know, the Society. Ornithological. The Society. You got it. You got it. The Society has vowed to change the English names of all bird species currently named after people, along with wow. any bird names deemed offensive or exclusionary. Ooh. Yeah. So this is this takes news. us. This is yeah. This, late this, takes this us, is something right now. This is right in, right into our topic, right? Very this good. Is this is our topic. Hey, hey, that's the wow. name changes. That's our topic. They're changing the names of birds, John. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think it's you know we could. It's got a little bit of background. This is something that really it starts with the fact that the uh, the, the society, which I think is, has the authority to make these changes has always been the one to basically come up with the names for new birds and what they've done in the past is most often they've they've also changed the names of for, for scientific reasons um, occasionally not very often other birds but what they've done in the 2000 the new cent in the new millennium is that they've several times felt the need because the bird's name or earlier name had maybe was derogatory maybe as to certain uh, a nation, or it could be, you know, like a, a race, et cetera. They, and they've decided to change these names. So as a result of that, uh, a group called the Bird Names for Birds decided that they feel that maybe we ought to take a look at potential problems that might come with using uh, the name of a person. And they're really pushing hard to get the names of people out of the, the names of the birds. So yeah. they've gone through and they basically have gotten the uh, the society has announced that what they're going to do is they are going to change the names of about 70 to 80 birds to start out with, primarily in the U.S. and Canada, which is their they have the authority to do. And so that's it's a, it's, it's going to be a, a, an opportunity for the bird names to actually feature the to the, have the unique features of the animal and their habitat. Rather than maybe somebody deciding, well, you know, my best friend, he's really been helpful with me and my hobby. I'll just name a bird after him. We don't need that. Uh, so that's no, kind of what they're no. kind of getting rid, rid away from. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. And the reasoning behind this, I think, is ultrasound. Uh, you know, here's the thing is that unlike animals, you know, uh, or, or, you know, unlike the other animals, I should say, the human animal has this thing this elusive thing called free will, which is hotly debated. But the bottom line, whether you believe in it or not, human beings are infallible. People say mm. because of it. So I what agree. happens is, yeah, is that you may be putting the name of a person who, as far as you know, is an exemplary individual and would be suitable to name a bird after. And then lo and behold, 10 years, 20 years down the line, you discover that this person maybe wasn't the person you thought they were, that mm. they made a bad mistake and would not be an excellent candidate for naming a bird and having school kids recite their name on a test. You know, you got to think this stuff through, John. That's, I do agree with there's, you. Yeah, there's all kinds of ramifications of naming things, and they really got right on this. And I have to say, I think this is an excellent idea, and I think the way they went about it and the decision they made could become kind of an example for other parts of 
our society where this is a problem, i.e. Civil War statues, right? Stuff like that. New schools, all that kind of stuff. I'll give you another example that very few people think about. There was a time when Cape Canaveral got renamed Cape Kennedy. Then it was discovered that John F. Kennedy had all these affairs while he was president, and then they renamed Mm. it Cape, Cape Canaveral again, right? Yep. Perfect example. Perfect example. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's a it's it's a, a something that needs to be done. I would say that uh, I think the process does need to be slowed down a bit. They're going to be looking at seventy to eighty names, and I I think, I don't know how they're going to do this. If they're going to roll it out within a year, within two years, et cetera. But that's a big piece to do, and I got a couple of 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 a things to think I think they need to think about as it relates to the process. One of them is that uh, the wholesale change is going to be a little disruptive because there are there is a strong uh, number of birders, not all of them, but there are some, probably a minority that has a strong feeling about the name. So let's basically kind of tread slowly and make sure I think why taking some of the ones that are more obvious and doing them would be good. I also feel that changing the names uh, will will relo- will you know it's a piece of history that could be lost if they, a very important birder is all of a sudden his name is not attached to it. I understand we want to get the names off, but again, let's be careful. And I also feel that it's important that we take a look at all of the features of the bird when we do make these names, and that means that not only looking at maybe their local, their habitat, their appearance, but maybe even their sound. I know some birds are already named after the sounds that they make. But again, let's take a look at the whole thing. But I do believe... Whip will. Yep. Uh, is, a, is a good example of that. Very good. But I think there's one thing that everybody is missing. And that What's is... What's that, John? They need to get the input of the bird. The name oh, of the bird man. needs to be... With, this is... Words, this non-human is, animal this rights is, need to be considered. Uh, you are going just in the direction I thought you were going. I just can't believe it. You are now personifying a bird. No, and look, I think, John, come look, on, man. We've, we've already done things about rabbits, and we know that rabbits can communicate. These yeah. are bird experts. I don't expect yeah. the bird to talk, but I do believe that it's possible for us to get the feelings that they have, Not you know, by the bird watchers and and take a look and not look. I'm not you know asking them to go and go to the parents of the bird and ask. You know I'm asking them just to make a selection of the bird, and ask exactly see what their reaction is to it. And I, I believe that this will also be important because we don't want a class action lawsuit because we know that birds right now are legal entities. They are so as a result we don't want. You know, the Animal Legal Defense Fund to have to address this issue. We, I think if they do it slowly, they can John, dodge all the lawsuits and make this thing a little bit better. Just one man's opinion. It is one man's well, opinion. I must <laughs> say I take uh, I take the opposite opinion. I think that really? you're just right. You really. Uh, oh. I th- yeah. And, you know, I, d- I discussed this with uh, Diane, a birder, uh, you know, she started when she was a kid and she's been doing her whole life and she has lived through several bird name changes and she felt that she was unmarked in any way and that the rights of the birds were well preserved and everybody got along just fine for instance she pointed out 
the, uh, there was once an animal called a sparrow hawk. Well, that got Ooh. changed to kestrel. Okay. And she said, yeah, it took a couple of years to remember the name of the bird. But you know what? It worked just fine. And her opinion was, bring it on. Drop 70 new names, 75, whatever the number is. Everyone will do just fine with it. There's very few birders who actually object to it. And she feels like for the society to make a mark in history and the culture, this needs to be done. And I think she somewhat agreed with what I was saying about this setting a good direction for uh, other matters that trouble our society. And that is my position. And I okay, think you're well, being too conservative. Well, I can just I'll just let you know that my uh, source uh, uh, wishes to remain nameless. Uh, I can't understand why, but they I do. think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and but it is an organization, uh, the staff member of an organization that's near and dear to my heart, uh, one that really concentrates on, on making sure that we, we, we appreciate the relationship of non-human animals to humans as it relates to our environment and to our society, et cetera. But again, uh, I respect your opinion as much as I'm sure you respect mine. We can leave it at that. Well, that that'd be wrong. That would be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Let's let that slide. Are you ready for some groaners or do you have more? Yeah, I got some groaners. Uh, my groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. And he has come up with a couple of ding-dong dillies here. So let's go to it. The first ding one. Ding-dong dillies. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, not that I didn't say anything. I said hey, nothing. Hey, yes, there's nothing wrong with the, uh, the Ding Dong School mentioning it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> not again. Okay, go ahead, John. Okay, what do you what do you call a soma somale? Uh, pronounce that for me. The soma somalier. Somalier that constantly complains about their job. What do you call that person that constantly complains about their job? Oh, they're they're teed off, aren't they? No, oh, this is this is going to be so too obvious. I'm afraid. Wait a minute, a whiner? You got it. Whiner, yes. Got it. Okay, hey, you're thanks on for a the roll. meatball. Thanks for the meatball, bro. Have another. Okay, May I have another, what, sir. <laughs> what do you call the exam to determine? One's knowledge of a of dad jokes. What do you call the exam to determine one's knowledge of dad jokes? What do you call that exam? I don't know, John. A pop quiz. <laughs> Wait a minute. A pop quiz? Yeah, dad's jokes. Pop. Dad's oh, jokes. oh. Double meaning, okay. pop quiz. Okay, okay. We called our dad but pop, listen, so I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got one out of two. That's batting 500. That, that, that wins in any hey. league, okay? And I'm sure yeah. now that you got one, you're going to maybe change your opinion and think, respect my opinion on the hockey takes a little bit more now. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do, sir. <laughs> out of here. 